Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Hey guys, we're going live right now on the podcast. Uh, joining me is Cole, and we're going to jump right into this, the lies of popularity. And I'm excited to show you what God truly has for you, so we don't have to live in the same junk that we have been. Yeah. So we're not going to wait too long, we're going to get right into this, and I believe God's going to change your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching live. We are so excited about, man, about conference, about Jesus, about what's going on. And uh, this is our first live, and I need you to know, we're getting back into the season of, of uh, lives and podcasts, and you can go ahead and share it. And today, actually, if you share this video, and if you're on Instagram, or if you listen to the podcast, this is just for today. But you can go ahead and uh, comment on, on Instagram. We'll pick someone who comments on Instagram, and we'll send you a t-shirt. It's the one Cole's yeah. wearing right now. It's our latest conference one. On the back is it all the dates of like old school revivals that, man, I believe were, they changed the world. Or you imagine the day of Pentecost changed the world, right? The Welsh Revival, the First Awakening, the Second Awakening, all these things and all these people changed the world. So you can go ahead and, and share this and, and all this fun stuff. So someone commented their address to me like, I won this already. Just send it. <laughs> but share it and uh, let us know your size if you win. And we want to send that right out to you. And I'm excited about today. And what we're going to be covering on Thursday podcast, Thursday lives. Um, now, we have two others. On Monday, uh, one of our interns, Buddy, is going to be sharing. Um, he's going to be really talking about culture. If you think culture is one of the most impactful and, and crazy things even right now in our world. Yeah. And he's going to be talking about culture. And then on Tuesdays, my wife, Mindy, is going to be live. And I'm really excited about that. She's got some cool stuff to share with you. And on Thursdays, you're with me. And I'm planning on sharing with you common lies I see that hit not, not just church kids, but all teenagers. Yeah. And I want you to overcome these lies. Because if the enemy can get seat in your heart, if he can hold a place in your heart, in your mind, he'll hold you there. And I asked Cole to come on today. Um, and I'm just going to have him share his testimony for the next couple minutes. And uh, he's going to talk about the lie of popularity. Because I believe that's one of the biggest struggles we see of young men and women. Is they think they have to be popular. And uh, I, I have, we have a truth to share with you. And I'm excited to get into this. So without holding back, this is Cole. Man, I can't tell you real quick. I'm going to put him on blast. He, I literally chased this young man for like years. And he lied and dodged and dipped and ducked and dodged again. But here we are. He's in Bible college, full-time student, got a call of God in his life. I'm very excited about what God's going to do with him, but also what he's doing right now. So, Cole, how did you get to right here, right now, and tell us a little bit about your struggle with the lie of being popular? Yeah, so I have grown up in church my whole life. remember being four years old and asking my father, you know, like, what is this, what's eternity about? How do I, how do I, you know, obtain a relationship with Jesus? And, you know, throughout my life, I'd always done things that were, you know, cool according to the world in right. a sense you know I, I was very involved with some sports and stuff like that which is in a, isn't bad but I became so infatuated with it and everything I did like you know I, I know that some people can relate especially when you're competitive there's just things where you get so involved you're like I'll oh, be yeah. the best at this heck yeah and you know I had done it a few times in my life the first time I used to race dirt bikes and I had been so infatuated with that and it's a it's a sport it's a Sunday sport it's a you miss church on Sunday and I was gone, you know, 
every single Sunday for years and years and years. Every single Sunday Didn't for miss. years. Did not miss. Every single Sunday I was gone. Then I showed up to Upper Conference. Got wrecked. Absolutely. Which was crazy. I injured myself. It was the only reason I was there. And during that injury... I remember I just got straight smacked by God, and he called right. He called me. I remember telling my dad, not wanting to show up to the track, telling my dad, you know, I can't show up because it's this Thursday, and we have uproar, and I can't miss it. And, um, you know, then I ended up going into high school, one of the, you know, like unprepared. Like I had been good throughout middle school, fairly good, um, and then I started getting into like going, you know, you go to public schools, bigger schools, sports. Yep. And the driving factor to me is that I never, I'm a very social person, and I never. He's a social butterfly. Yes, like my gift is like talking, like and just and socializing <laughs> with people. Maybe his curse as well. <laughs> yes. So like I became really, really involved with, you know, obviously the group, my friend groups I was around. Yeah. Actually, the only reason that I started playing high school sports is because I became, I was very successful in motocross. But it's not a high school sport. Not, guys, not just, like, successful, but, like, you were winning, like, national championship level yeah. stuff, right? I would, yeah, I was going, you know, you know, like, going to some of the biggest amateur nationals, top three, sponsor so here, dad sponsor had, like, there. What, like, 50 bucks invested into this? The, it, <laughs> it was a lot of money, a lot of time, and, you know, I had a lot of people, like, their jobs depended on my my success of, of my racing. And, you know, so I, it was very, very, like, huge. But, yeah. you know, it carries no weight. When you go to a high school and you have kids who like don't like you, carries right. no weight. As far as they're concerned, you don't do it in high school, it doesn't count. And so, you know, I became very involved with basketball. Played every day. It was my life. You know, like you go through a struggle, you go through a hard time. I was outside in the rain with a hoodie on dribbling a basketball. That's crazy. And, you know, like I know a lot of people carry that same type of attitude. That's how it was for me. You know, like I couldn't do anything. That was my outlet. It was just yeah. as equal as somebody who decides they're going to pick up drugs it was to me, okay, they want to talk about me. They want to tell me I'm not good at this. They want to tell me I can't achieve this. Well, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to become better than they are so I can throw it back in their face. And so, you know, I started playing basketball and getting really involved with that. Um, I started to get better and better and better. And then it became, uh, you know, there's this top dog mentality, especially in high school, where you don't need to be the best. You just need to talk the best. You just need to act the best. And and so there's this this culture within your cliques in school that you become a hierarchy by, you know, inciting fear into the people who are around you. And it's this continual thing where I would just come in, demo- absolutely rip somebody apart, yeah. and, you know, to build myself up, point the finger at somebody else, build myself up. And I just became a very self I, w- I was so infatuated with who I was, how I looked, what my image was. I got to have the pretty girlfriend. I got to, you know, I have, my stats have to say this. Right. I have to be on the court this much time. I'm a starter at this age. I do this at this age. I'm more successful than you. I'm going to demoralize you because it will bring me up in this stature of popularity. And I continued to do that until I was so broken, I could put a smile on in front of a group of people. Get them to be in love with me. Get them to tell them I'm right. happy, everything's okay, and I could go walk home and have a panic attack in between the school building and my house, and not wow. be able to cope with who I was. Stay up late nights at night, crying, not understanding what's going on with me. Why don't I feel good? Why don't I feel this way? Everything that I had worked to achieve in my whole life 
was coming to fruition. I had offers to go play basketball at colleges. I had people who were very interested in me in, in all aspects, business. I had all these avenues and opportunities, and none of them brought any fulfillment to me. Right. Zero. Right, so the, let, let's talk about the lies right there, because you're still like, hey, I was lost as all get out. Right. So, like, what were the big lies that you were buying? It's like, you're the best because you're the loudest? Or yeah, for what sure. What were those lies? So, I would say... One and if of, you can identify with them, like, comment. We want to know what you're yeah. thinking, too. This yeah. isn't just, like, we're not experts. Right. Like, Cole's 18. Exactly. And I'm 19, only 28, 19. I'm sorry. Just turn. Uh, we're good. I'm 29. We're not experts, but, like, what's your thing? What, right. What's the lie that, that you're you're buying right now about popularity? But yeah. yours. Okay, what were yours? I would say definitely, um, I definitely bought into this lie that, you know, money will equate to power. And I would say that, or, or power over people. And I would say that my ability, my ability to demoralize somebody else is what is going to keep me in the position that I'm at. So, you know, you hear people talk about how bullies, you know, a lot, they have, they deal with these insecurities and problems and the way that they take their aggression out is on other people because it makes them feel validated. When you're within a, a, a circle of people, I noticed the only way that and I was promised this. If I can become vile and malicious towards other people, I will earn a respect based upon fear. And that respect will ultimately bring me fulfillment. That was what I was told. If I'm able to strike fear into you to where you don't question my judgment or my actions, I can get whatever I want. I can get you, you can get, you know, there's sexual manipulation there's money manipulation. Yeah. There's, you know, these things that are promised to come with it. I remember looking at people when I was growing up. You're, you're a freshman. You're on teams with seniors, older people, and you're around these people, and you see how they operate. I'm better you than this, but yeah. you, you can strike fear into me so much, I want to be there one day. I want to be in that the power that is promised. It makes me think about when Jesus was taken up onto the top of the mountain. He said, I'll give you all this if you just bow to me. It was this this right, feeling of, right, right. I will hold the power of kingdoms in my hand. I will hold the, the monopoly of people within this school will right. be held by me if I can just obtain this power through striking fear into people. I think that was the biggest. If you had a problem with me, it wasn't me. It was me and 20 dudes who were right. going to show up at your house. And that was the kind of thing that you felt no fair validated fights. you. No fair fights. No it, fair was, fights. It, was, it, was, it was what I would call... If you can terrorize, then you'll win. But there's, wow, yeah. and, and that's that's essentially what it was. Is popularity was based upon your ability to terrorize others. That's sad, right? And a, a lot of people live for that. And yeah. A lot of people live inside of that. So, what happened? So essentially, I became so, you know, like hungry for the things of these of the world, these things that I was going through. Right, the fear, the the money. Um, yeah. the you know the trying to achieve this ultimate academic standard or athletic standard and every new milestone I hit never fulfilled me right. it didn't matter if I went out and dropped all the points in the game showed up in all the news stations yeah. ended up in the newspaper I still went home saying something's not right and it just happened over I got let down after let down I oh I just you know I'm dating this girl she's really pretty abusive relationship mentally on, on, on these aspects. I'm and sorry she abused you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I remember 
Pastor Cody came to me and I had always, you know, I, I, God was so real to me just because of the experience that I had been through. I believe when you hear the name of Jesus, I believe when Jesus has resonated in your life, maybe you've accepted him before and fallen away, that you can never deny his existence, whether yeah. you say it with your mouth on the inside of you. Yeah. And I remember one day looking up to the ceiling. This was a few months before I met with him. And, and, I, and I knew that God was holding me back from things, was protecting me. He had his hand over my life. He still found favor with me. He still loved me. And I remember looking up to the ceiling saying, will you just leave me alone? Knowing that God is so real that I will tell him to leave me alone, but, right. not, re but not real the fear of him to, to say to follow him. And he ended up meeting with me. We talked. Long story short, he said, make a list of priorities. I knew my priorities were out of whack. I right. said, I need God, number one. I got school. I got family. I don't even have time for a girlfriend. And I'm spending every single second with this girl. And yeah. I, I went back home, and I didn't even really have it in me to write the list. I never even sent him the list. Never. Still to this day, still I have, have not seen the list. Still have not sent the list. But <laughs> What's up, Jesus? It made me think. And I ended up, for some reason, don't know why, was high out of my mind, you know, hours still before I showed up to Upward Conference. And I was like, you know what? If the love of God is real, if it's what they say it is, right. if it's what they tell me it is, God will love me no matter how crazy I am, even if I walk out of that building and go roll up a joint. And I, I remember telling that to my friend. I was, like, I was like, you know, if God loves me, then we'll see what happens. And we dragged ourselves there, and I showed up there, and I began to slowly get changed night after night after night to the point where third night I looked up to heaven, and I told God, whatever it takes to feel this love, joy, and peace for the rest of my life, I will do it. I don't care yeah. what, whatever from this moment separates me from you will be excommunicated on my life. And then from that day, I began to just be very serious and radical about it. Yeah. Breaking up with a year-long relationship. You know, actually that following year, not even playing basketball because I wanted to continue to grow and, and be able to pour into others' yeah. lives and ministry. And I really left everything friends they all left you know they they didn't want to hear me talk about jesus every second the, i remember taking the box of drugs that i had had chucking them into the woods leaving those things behind addictions broken like immediately it was crazy it was like it seemed like in a i walked into upper conference and walked out and it was not the same person it, literally it was a complete life change and it was so powerful to watch from yeah. my perspective this guy just got Offers for college to play basketball. He's got all the people that love him, the girlfriend of a year, like all these things that seemingly were like what people needed in their life. He had, mm. but was unfulfilled. And I think a lot of people live that same thing. And uh, maybe if you're watching now or even listening, I promise if you feel that it, it's it's a lack of Jesus in your life. Yeah. And that's that's really what it is. And uh, he really is truly the answer. He period. Is. Yeah. And period. He is the true fulfiller. He's mm -hmm. the bread of life is what he said. If anyone's hungry or thirsty, come to me and I will sustain you. I will satisfy you. Mm -hmm. And popularity will never satisfy. Legitimately, it will no. never satisfy. It might feel good, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm sure it felt good Absolutely. to have those there was people moments. Yeah. love you and well, not love, but respect you and respond yeah. to you. But that's that's the hard part is it's not a lasting thing. It's not a true sustaining thing. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of people are going through that. Yeah. And I love that you found hope, really, is what you found, is you found hope. Yeah. Where there was no hope in basketball, there was no hope in, in a girl, no hope in this. There was hope in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, that's really what we want to talk about. Those were his lies. And, again, comment yours and share. I want to give a shirt away. 
Maybe I'll give two away. You know what? We hit 15 shares today, and I will give two shirts away. Wow. And I just, man, I w we need to get this message out because yeah. so many people try their whole high school life, even as adults in the office. Yeah. They try to live this, like, popularity contest, yeah. but but it fails them every single time. Every time. Now, I don't want to see you failed. I want to see you fulfilled. I know mm -hmm. Cole does, too. This is one of the biggest lies I see. And uh, really, like, I think the big question is, like, so, okay, you get a D1 scholarship. What does it profit you? If you if you get everything but lose your soul, that's yeah. what Luke Luke asked the question in chapter nine verse twenty five. He's like, so what does it profit mm -hmm. if you gain everything but you lose your soul? Right. And that, I think that's one of the really cool things we're seeing, like with Kanye even right now. Like, mm -hmm. we talk about a popularity contest. My guy won. He did. Like he broke the cheat he code. Took, he took it. <laughs> he took it. He wins. He's got it all. Uh -huh. And he's even like to this day saying like. No, it was Jesus. I looked in everything else, and it was Jesus. It wasn't the car dealership, the house, this, 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 this. It was Jesus. Yeah. And that's the difference. Because, look, we have a man who literally gained almost the whole world. Yeah. But realize that profits nothing if our eternity is lost. Mm. And that's really what we have to struggle with is what do we do? Right. Do we go for the approval of man? Do we chase after all these things? Because here's the hard part, like Philippians 2. And butt in whenever you want, because I'll yeah. just, I'll talk, guys. Right. I'll just talk, and I'm, Cole will never get in on this. <laughs> Philippians 2, I love this verse. I'm going to read it real quick off our, our white paper. Isn't this beautiful? Don't you love this? World it's, class. It is world class. We'll get there. I'm going to buy a whole teleprompter Ooh, or something. go ahead. <laughs> Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. It's talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And given him the name which is above every name, that at that name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, um, those in heaven, those on earth, and, ever, and oh, those under the earth, that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So here's the truth. Ready? If they're all going to bow their knee, mm -hmm. then why do we want the popularity of something that's not in full control? Mm -hmm. right? I think that's one of the greatest questions. We want to be recognized by something that doesn't have all authority. We That's want to good. be recognized. We want to please. We want to be popular to all these people that have no say, no control, yeah. no ability in the end of eternity. And that's really what matters here. Right. Look, we're going to die at some point. That's true. We're going to be faced with eternity. And the hard part is people are going to be lost because they tried to gain the whole world. That's so But good. lost their soul. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking to me because the, the sad part is, like, it doesn't stop, right? Like, no. we, we've all seen this, right? It goes from, oh, I want to be the most popular in school to, well, I want to be the most popular in the office, so I'll buy a car I can't afford. Yeah. And then it goes to, well, I'll buy a house I can't afford. Well, I'll do this to impress people. And before you know, you're, like, $600,000 in debt with things that you like but you can't afford to impress people that you don't even really care about. You right. just want their approval. Right. Which is really sad. Right. But, like, that's the real question. Like, if you're fighting this popularity thing right now, like, that's, I want to have, I'll let Luke ask you the question. What will it profit you if you gain everything but lose your soul? Yeah. And, I, I mean, and people talk about it all the time. People like to say things like, you know, money will, will bring, they say, like, oh, my money won't bring you happiness or money. Money is my source of, I think a lot of people love to quote that saying. Money won't bring you happiness, but their actions really say otherwise. Oh, it's true. And, and money doesn't have to be what you believe brings your happiness. Because in reality, and the word's very clear about it, there is only one thing that will bring, bring true satisfaction, and yeah. that's Jesus. Everyone is searching. We're, we're created to be addicted to something. Yeah. And I, what I see is that there's this world where the enemy does this thing where it's like, 
he dangles a hundred dollars on a on a um, a fishing line. And have you ever seen that thing where the commercial where they're pulling it? You got to be quicker than that. that. Got to be quicker than that. Funny commercial. And he's he sits there and he does that to people over and over again. This this idea of this will bring you fulfillment, and it only morphs and shapes into different areas, like you said. If it's a problem in high school, it will become a greater problem oh, the be moment magnified. you graduate. Right, because you you're stepping out of the world of. I now am, you know, like I'm just here. I, I live with my parents, or you know, I'm going to school. My lunches are paid for. My food is paid for. To now, I get to decide what I do with with my money, with my heart. And people are just, like you said, they're blowing checks on things. They're they're looking for this approval and they never receive. And I think about it like this: when you're in a fight with somebody, and you're really disagreeing with them, and you are trying to convince them the reason they're wrong. You're wrong, and I want you to say sorry. Right. You're wrong, and I want you to admit <laughs> that I'm right. If they, well, the moment that they look at you, I, like you're trying to persuade them to go somewhere, let's say, and you're like, you need to go here, you need to go here. The moment they look at you and say, all right, I'll go here. The first thing that happens in your mind is you say, you know what? No, I don't want to go there because you don't really mean it. Right. You don't really, you thought in your head you've built up that that moment will bring you satisfaction to hear them say you're right. And the moment you hear him say, you're right, your first response is, that didn't feel good enough. It must not be from the heart. Right. And that's what we see in the world is this, this rat race of this idea that this thing will bring fulfillment. No, this thing will bring fulfillment. No, this yeah, thing will bring fulfillment. We're searching for something more. And we subconsciously become so depressed. And that's oh, why depression, yeah. we just subconsciously become so disappointed because we really, in our minds, believe this next thing will do it. Yeah, well, hope deferred makes the heart weary. So can yeah. you imagine, like, you think winning the game-winning shot yeah. in the playoffs uh-huh. is going to, like, fulfill what's in your heart. Right. And then you wake up the next day, like, wow, that wasn't it. I have sadness. Mm-hmm. And you think, like, okay, winning the game-winning shot in, in the championship game, that's it. Right. And you hit it, and then, like, for a day, everyone celebrates you in the news, and then two days later, like, wow, that wasn't it. Right. Well, if I have... If I'm the prom king and I'm dating the queen, that'll be it. You wake up the next day, wow, that wasn't it. Like, hope deferred makes the heart weary, which means it makes the heart sick. And I I believe that exactly what you're saying, that's one of the roots of depression is trying to live the lives of popularity. And I'm telling you what, the people that have everything, that look like they got everything, that look like everything's in the right place, can I tell you, you peel back some layers and you'll be surprised at what's actually happening inside of their heart. Because that's not it. What's truly happening inside of their heart is hope being deferred because everything they might accomplish and it might wow man. But that's the difference. Right. Are we living to please man or are we living to, to please, please God? God? Galatians 1.10, it asks that question. Am I now trying to win the, the approval of human beings or of God? Am mm-hmm. I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, being a servant of Christ is the most fulfilling thing you'll ever do in your entire life, mm-hmm. Period. People try to make it other things. It, that is, that's it. When you live inside of your purpose, you can actually be fulfilled. And our purpose is not trying to win the rat race of the world. I'm right. not saying you shouldn't have things. What I'm saying is when we live to, to, to serve Christ and we live to fulfill the things that Christ has for us, it changes everything. And a lot of people, why they buy the lie of popular is they're trying to win the approval of man. Right. A man that will bow their knee. man that was made from the same dirt. Mm-hmm. man that was... That, it's the same thing. Why do we worship what we were made from? It's crazy to me. Right. It's wild. It's sad. And that's that's really where we're at right now is a lot of people 
are stuck. Mm. A lot of people are really stuck right. in this place. Right. So, like, are you trying to win the approval of man? Because right. if you are, it'll never work. Right. It will never fulfill you. Right. I've tried it. Even in ministry, it's easy to try it. Like, well, if I get connected with this person and, and they think I'm doing a good job, then I'll be I'll have approval and I'll feel good. No, 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 no. Because it man's approval doesn't matter at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Right. Are we trying to be popular in man's eyes or in God's eyes? Mm-hmm. Like I, I love Ephesians six six six. It says, "Not by the way of eye service as man pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart." From the heart. Yeah. That's true fulfillment. Right. That will help you defeat the lies of popularity. The right. lie of popularity will keep you chasing and running every single day. Right. And I and and if you go all the way back even to Genesis, we look at Adam and Eve. And what does the enemy do? He comes in with this lie of this will fulfill you. Yeah. Eat this fruit. Why can't you eat this? This is what you've been missing. This will this right here is what God's been trying to hold you yeah. back from. And the moment they ate of the fruit, regret. The moment that they indulged, was it worth it? Like if you look at it and weigh it out, eat the fruit and ruin and ruin mankind as it was created to be, and lose your 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 nat- your relationship with Jesus. Or don't eat the fruit and don't have that happen. If you put yeah. it like that, it's like, uh. But you know, yeah. obviously, when we're looking at things in life, these small decisions. I'm not going to show up to church. I'm going to go hang out with these friends at a movie. Yeah. Those small decisions. You are saying to yourself, okay, I'm, I'm sacrificing. The, and when you look at it in the sense of, well, it's just one movie or it's just this. Or, you know, I'm trying to get with this girl. Or I'm trying to really build this friendship because yeah. this will equal my, my popular. You're chasing this goal. And you decide to sacrifice and put on the altar your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Or the lack thereof. What happens is, is you end up getting to a point where you're so far removed, and you look back with regret. Yeah, I mean, let's be serious about it. Like, at the end of the day, a lot of people they give their lives to sports. Yeah, for, for sure. high school, and that's good. Like, play the sport. I'm not mad at the uh-huh. sport. I, if you're having fun with it, do it. But if your entire life is given to a sport that you are not going to play at the next level, that won't get you to the plan and purpose that Jesus has for you, you miss youth group, you you miss church on Sundays, you miss your small group. The reality is this, is like you've disconnected yourself from the body of Christ to gain something that has no eternal value. Right. Do the sport, that's fine. But if it gets in the way of Christ, it gets in the way of the things of God in your life, mm-hmm. then remove it. Right. Because what does it profit if you're the best, the best softball player in the entire world, but you don't end up playing even in college mm-hmm. because God called you your senior year and you finally submit to it? You're just wasting life and time, and that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people rest is wasting life and time. Right. And here's what I've learned too: inside of popularity, it's crazy because like you can look at older people and see what the current people you have in your life will be. Yeah. They're the same people, different name. I promise, it's crazy. There's people seven years ago that were in the high school doing the same thing that you're currently doing. And if you want to see the results of your life, just fast forward and look at what they're doing. Yeah. That will be the same results unless you change, unless you see a difference, unless something happens in your heart. And often, man, I got people, I, I, I don't say names or anything. I'm a local pastor, so I, some of these people are still in my community. But there's one guy, man, graduated like a 96 overall average, but was like high at school, high before school, high from football practice, selling, robbing, doing all these crazy things. And like, like today, I think he's in jail even right now again. 
mm-hmm. been in and out of jail. That will be some people's story if they don't change what they're doing. You're like, well, I'm different. No, you're really not that different. No. Just a different name. And it's this, if, if you do the same actions, the same results. Those popular people, man, I'm telling you what right now, they are <clears> trying <throat> to find some sort of satisfaction, even still today, that they haven't found. His name is Jesus. That's yeah. it. And you will be the average of five people you spend time with. Yeah. You should spend time with other believers. Yeah. Uh, and you, it's not a popularity contest, but you want to spend time with who's gonna, mm-hmm. who you want to look like in the future. Right. If you want to look like people who are foul and unfulfilled themselves, then spend time with them. That's fine. Right. But if you want to be fulfilled in the things of Christ, spend time with people that are fulfilled in the things of Christ. Right. If you want to have a good relationship with Jesus, spend time <laughs> with people like that. If you be, be around with who you want to be. Right. And like, really, like, I think the final <coughs> question we have to ask is like, who's in whose eyes do you want to be popular? And I want to be popular in the eyes of Christ. Right. You know, like the end of the day, that's way more promising yeah. than being popular in the, in, in the eyes of my local high school mm-hmm. or my local college or my workplace or my yeah. manager. That's not it. Yeah. Or even the world, you know, mm. like Psalm 97, 10, let those who love the Lord hate evil. For right. he guards over the lives of faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. That's it right there, ready? I love that. Right. Let those who love the Lord hate evil. I, I don't want to love evil and love God. That's actually impossible. If the love of the world is in you, the love of the Father is not in right. you. I want to be popular in the eyes of God. Right. I don't want to be man-pleasing. I want to be God-pleasing. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the reality. If we're, if we're God-pleasing, then something happens. Psalm 3410 is so cool. It says, it yeah. says the young lions suffer want and hunger. And that's talking about people who are looking for pop- popularity. If right. you live a life of popularity, you will suffer want and hunger. Right. But those who seek the Lord shall lack no good thing. Right. If you're popular in the eyes of God, you're seeking God, not popularity, not people, not those things, not those lives, then what's going to happen is you'll lack no good thing. Right. And you'll watch as people want and suffer. And you'll have the answer. And you better share that answer with them. There's no bystanders in this kingdom. Right. None. Psalm 84.11, those who diligently seek the Lord mm. shall lack no good thing. Right. Proverbs 13.25. And these are all verses. These are proof. I want to be popular in the eyes of God. The righteous eats to the satisfying of his soul, but the stomach of the wicked shall be in want. You could be the biggest drug dealer. I promise you, Pablo Escobar was lacking in his soul, and he desired something more than he currently had. And he he was burning millions of dollars to stay warm, and he didn't even care about it. They say he lost, like I think it was like over a million dollars a year to rats eating the money. That's wild. He didn't have to the satisfying of his soul. Yeah, no. But the righteous will. Right. Yeah. And that that's that's so true. I mean, the, I think the word's very clear. I think when one thing that really sways me, the one thing that really has me, you know, see, I I decided in that moment when I was praying to God to lose all of what the world promised is good, yeah. right? And it looks like there's a lot you're giving up. But the Lord's not going to take from you and not replace it. That's with true. something much better. better. And, you know, like, I really love Second Chronicles 16, 9. It says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout verse. the whole earth to show himself, himself His strong. Shelf. He's <laughs> a shelf <now>? Himself. <laughs> himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Yeah. And this another you have done foolishly. Fully turned towards him. Yes. Full and uh, another version that I think it's NL, NIV says, your heart is fully committed Come on. to him. Not popularity. No, fully committed to him. When you fully say, Jesus, 
You are the true satisfaction. And I'm yeah. giving you every last thing that That's I it. have. And I'm sticking with you no matter the circumstances. He will show he will show himself strong. He'll show and show. Show <laughs> strong. He will show and, and, and then in uh Psalm one forty five. Um, verse 19, he says, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. Come he on. also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who yes. love him, but That's all the good. wicked he will destroy. There's a clear path that comes when you make the decision to sacrifice your relationship with God and, and, and your the covenant between yeah. you and him when you decide to choose popularity and, and approval of man, like the word says, approval and I, you're looking to serve men yep. and to do their will above God's will. You are told that you are, you're going to be counted as the wicked. Yep. When God is saying, all you have to do is love me, abide in my word, obey my commandments, seek after me, have your heart fully committed to me. And I will promise you all these things. These aren't jokes. These no, aren't half-hearted. They're promises. God is saying that I'm the creator of the universe who who breathed life into you. Yeah. And if you hold your side of the deal up, then I'm going to bless you inherently because it's a covenant. It's like a receipt. The the, the word says in Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the receipt for what we cannot see is what he's promising it's us. True. And, you know, I think that it's so easy because as a generation, we're so nearsighted like we can only see what's in front i can only see what's tangible you know like a lot of people get sucked into drug dealing because they love to see their fast money they see their older brothers they see the older people making this cash and all of a sudden they see them showing up with bands in their hand and they say i don't care i want that it's something i can see that's obtainable and god is saying to you you need to trust in what you cannot see and it bothers people that they have to put faith in something that they cannot see. When the devil provides you something that seems fast, efficient, and easy. It's right here. It's obtainable. It's accessible. You can have it right now. It's just like debt. Have it right now and pay the sacrifice. And the problem in it is people don't look in decades. They look day to day. Yeah. And the the reality of like a decade, if you're selling drugs, you're going to get caught. Mm-hmm. And your soul's gonna be empty, yeah. and you're gonna desire more. Yeah. You get caught up in debt a decade later, mm-hmm. having that that nice Louis shirt or Louis whatever. Right. Yeah, it won't even exist anymore, but you might still be paying for it. Right. The price of popularity mm-hmm. will will damn you at the right. end of the day. Yeah. Popularity is a lie. It yeah. really is. I want to be popular in the eyes of God. Yeah. Because I know if I live for God day to day, my decades are gonna be greater than yeah. those that don't. In the schemes of eternity, popularity is a fad. Popularity is something that it seems so, you know, like when you look at the scope of eternity, it's hitting right now. It's awesome right now, but it will fade away. And it will not be something that you can rely on as a cornerstone. And it's, it's a, it, it, there's, a, there's so many lies within this. Yeah. And popularity is scary. It's definitely one of those ones that you should say. But like you said, being popular in the eyes of God is so... You know, it's so fulfilling to be able to know that I have this heavenly father who's, yeah. who's, who can look down on us and say, wow. And, you know, I really long for the day where before I longed for the day that I could buy as much dope as my pockets right. could allow me to. I longed for the day that I could get a call from a college that said you can come play for me. 
I longed for the day that I could say I'm dating this girl. Don't and point I, and at me I'm and, and I'm working. <laughs> Don't point at me and say that ever again. I was throwing it behind my back because that's <laughs> uh, I'm dating this girl or I'm doing this thing. But now it's to the point where when you fully commit, when you taste and see, and you and you that enter the Lord into this, is good. that you actually are so dead set on what God has for yeah. you that you are just. You you are I long for the moment that I get to look at Jesus and I really pray that He can look at me and all the sacrifice that we've made as Christians and say, "Good job, my good and faithful servant. You've done it. Yeah. You've completed it. You ran the race lap by lap, and now you're going to see the veil has been lifted, and not only will we in- inherit this. He's already said that we will inherit it yeah. on earth, yeah. and, and the inheritance only becomes that much more yeah. real when we get to heaven. So let me give you a challenge, and then I'm going to have Cole pray for you guys. If you have any questions, drop them in there even right now. Comment on a podcast. Do whatever. We want to answer you. It's not just spewing information. I want to interact with you. But here it is. Ready? Oftentimes, you've been living trying to be the most popular person in the world. If you feel like you're still unfulfilled, here's my challenge to you. For the next three months, give everything you have to Jesus. Mm. And if he doesn't fulfill your greatest desires, your greatest needs, then go back to doing what you were doing. But I'll guarantee that yeah. if you can give Jesus three months fully, not just kind of, but fully give Jesus three months. Don't get distracted. Don't do other things. Give your life to Jesus for three months. And what do you have to lose for three months, right? right. You've been doing that thing for three to ten years. Yeah. And it's gotten you here. What are you going to lose in three months? Give it all the way to Jesus for the next three months. And I guarantee your life will be forever changed. Yeah. We love you guys. Cole's going to pray for you. If you have any questions, comments, go ahead and reach out. Share this. We want people to know that Jesus is the truth. And being a a, a pleaser of man will never fulfill us, but pleasing God will. Go ahead. Father, I just pray right now for each and every single person that's under the sound of my voice. Father, I pray, Lord, that they will not live for the approval of man. And what the world has said is socially acceptable to be able to shame others or put others down or chase these fleeting things that will perish along with this earth, Father. I pray that there will be such a hunger and a desire in these people's hearts, in my heart, Lord, to chase after things that will have an eternal value, Lord. Yeah. Chase after things which will not perish, but what will carry on for the rest of eternity, Jesus. Yeah. I pray that people look into your eyes and match the fire that That's they right. see in them, Father. I pray that the spiritual hunger they obtain, Jesus, will far outrun any desire yeah. or any earthly thing that the devil could promise to them. Father, I pray that these popularity contests within the school will change into soul-winning outbreaks yeah. within the halls. That these people's desire to gain money, to gain, to gain this, this stature of, of popularity will change into an approval they long to have from you. That they will run each day. That they will run the laps that are placed in front of them lap by lap. Till they look at you and you say, good job, my good and faithful That's servant. Right. Father, I pray, Jesus, that each and every single person, Father, will carry and, and respect the anointing that you've, that you've given to them, will respect the call and the purpose that you've given to them, right. and with everything they have, will be fully committed and yes. loyal to serving you with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all their mind, and with all their strength, Jesus. And we praise your precious name, and we thank you for the blood in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, you guys have till the end of the day to go ahead and share this. We'll give a t-shirt out early next week. Go ahead and like the page. Let some people know. 
and conference news will be coming out shortly. You don't want to miss it. I'm telling you, we've got some crazy stuff in the works already yeah. for this year. Nothing's going to be the same. We love you guys. Have a phenomenal day. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.